Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk about some common homeowner mistakes, errors, emissions that can really affect you out on your pool route, and I'll go over some solutions and remedies for this. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I'll start with one that can really affect how you maintain the pool and how it runs and basically the water quality and how that would affect it. And that is investing in really cheap equipment. A lot of homeowners don't want to spend money on manufactured brand name equipment. So they'll go on Amazon and buy a really cheap pump for like 300 bucks. Or they'll buy a really small filter and replace that filter or pump with something that just is not enough for that pool. A lot of times they don't know a lot about the pool pumps and so they don't know anything about the head, total head rating, or the horsepower. And so sometimes you'll find that the customer purchased the pump that just is not pushing the water through the pool effectively. And the same goes for any kind of cheap off-brand filter. And sometimes the filter elements, if they buy a cheap cartridge filter element, even if they have a manufactured filter, like a Pentair, Hayward, or Jandy, and they put a cheap cartridge filter in there, you're going to have the same problem. So just be aware that you know, if a customer calls you for service and you just take over the account, if they have kind of really cheap equipment that's not up to standards or at least not up to a manufactured product that you're used to, I would suggest replacing that equipment. The sooner the better. And this is something that you're going to run into out there, unfortunately, with a lot of equipment being sold on Amazon. It just is not up to standards for the pool industry and you can easily explain to the customer why you recommend the manufacturer equipment you can pull charts off of Pentair's website or wherever whatever equipment you prefer and show them you know how many gallons per minute it's going to pump and talk to them about the fact that if the pump is not strong enough or if the filter is not a high quality product you just can't maintain that pool properly during the season this is something that's easily explained to the customer, and hopefully they'll be able to allow you to cut that cheap equipment out and put something really good and reliable in. And on that same thought, sometimes a customer has really ancient equipment. If they have a brass pump or if they have like an old Stayrite Duraglass or Maxi Glass pump, you know, those are probably on their last leg. They're pretty loud. They're ineffective. And this is not going to be something that you would want to go forward with cleaning that pool and maintaining it. If you see like an old stainless steel filter or if the, you know, they have a fiberglass filter, but all the top is coming out. And when you clean it, you get shards of fiberglass in your arm. These definitely need to be replaced and upgraded. So the same goes for old equipment. Just let them know that the new equipment is going to make their pool much more effective and efficient. 
save the money on energy and make an overall better experience. And if they have really old equipment and they're trying to run and maintain the pool with you servicing the pool, it's just not going to work long term. So short term, yes, you can maintain that pool for them. Long term, they're going to have to replace the equipment so that you can have an easier time of it. And the pool, of course, will run better and have better water quality. It's sometimes a constant battle with the customer to get them to run the pool for a long enough time for the water to circulate properly. And a lot of times you're going to be fighting the customer that's going to always go out and reset their on-off trippers on their Intermatic timer. Or if they have a automated panel, usually they're pretty savvy and they can reprogram the pump time. And you'll find that the customers are always changing the pump runtime on the automated system for you. Or you get there and you see the on-off trippers are set for like two hours a day. I had one customer who took off the on-off trippers and just said that they'll turn the pump on whenever they felt like it needed to run. And so, of course, that's not how it's supposed to operate. You can't really maintain a pool that's not running the proper amount of time. So if the pool is a 20,000-gallon pool and they're going to want to run it three hours a day, you just can't effectively maintain that pool, nor will the water be safe to swim in. So yes, it's a constant battle talking to the customer about the runtime of the pool, and we understand that does raise their electricity bill, but it's one of those things where you have a pool, you should expect expenses associated with that pool, and one of those expenses, unfortunately, is a higher energy bill or utility bill associated with the pool, whether it be you heating the pool with a gas heater, raising the price of the gas bill, or running the pump long enough and raising the electric bill. These are all costs associated with owning a pool. So I would just sit down with the customer. You don't have to sit down with them, but you know, technically you want to talk to them about the fact that, yes, the pool is going to be an expense. It's going to raise your utility bills. It needs to run for X amount of time for it to be effective and safe to swim in. And therefore, I'm going to readjust the timer and set it for the correct time. And unfortunately, it's going to cost you more in energy but it's something that's necessary for the functioning of the pool. And most customers will fight you on this. Some of them won't bend and just make you run the pool shorter, but some of them, of course, will bend and allow you to run it longer. It's one of those decisions you have to make if if it's worth you maintaining a pool that's running four hours a day when it should be running 10 hours a day. And in most cases, it's not worth your effort and time And therefore, that customer probably is going to be a former customer unless they allow you to run the pool the proper amount of time. In that same regard, a lot of customers don't like adding water to their pool because for a number of reasons, maybe they feel like they're wasting water. They may feel like with some drought restrictions. And by the way, the California drought is officially over as of last week, which is great. But I'm not sure if the water restrictions are going to end. So they may feel pressure from their county of, you know, the reduced water use. I think last year we had to reduce our water use in my area by 10% every month. So they may be feeling kind of pressure to do that, or they may just feel like filling the pool up is a waste of resources. Whatever the reason, if the pool is not filled properly, it's not going to run properly. The easiest way for me to get the customer to fill their pool every week is to tell them that, If the water were to run low and your pump were to run dry, the cost of replacing that is several hundred dollars. And so it's much more economical to keep the pool filled with the proper water level than to have to replace your pump. 
And besides that, once the pool stops running because it gets low on water, the chemistry gets out of balance, you get algae, it's going to cost you more because I'm going to be charging you for shock and algaecide to get the pool back in shape. Of course, be nice about it. Don't say it so bluntly, but just to make it clear to the customer that if the pool is not running that week and it gets algae and you have to shock the pool, that they're going to pick up the tab for that. So to me, it's more cost effective to be keeping the water in the pool and to fill the pool every week. And the reason why I sound kind of angry at this segment is because it's a big irritant to me when I get to an account and it's not been running maybe for three or four days because the water got low and the customer didn't bother to fill it. I'm skimming the pool and brushing it. I'm treating for algae and it's a waste of my time. And it's something that could have been easily prevented if they just turned the water on for 10 or 15 minutes that week and filled the pool up. So for me, this is one of my biggest pet peeves. And I'm always on the customer about keeping the water level up. If you need to put an autofill in, definitely put that in there. There's also timers you can put on the autofills now or the line for the autofill. So there's no excuse really not to have the proper water level in the pool week in and week out. I know that people are really security and safety conscious and sometimes they'll lock you out of the property. Uh, Sometimes they'll put a new lock on the gate or they may feel like you're not worthy for the combination and so they have to unlock the gate for you every week. And sometimes you'll get there and the gate is locked. I've had a couple customers over the years where they refuse to give me the key to their gate or the combination for whatever reason. And then when I get to the stop, the gate is locked. They forgot to unlock it that day. In that case, I leave them a note letting them know that I'll be back today in the area in an hour or two. But in the future, if the gate is locked, I can't really come back without charging you a return service fee. Of, you know, you can make one up whatever amount you want to, $65 to come back that day because it's out of your way to get all the way back over there. Sometimes you can text them and maybe they're at home they can come in and unlock the gate. Regardless, they should give you a key or the combination code. You're servicing their pool and it's something that's essential. So you do have a few paranoid people out there that won't give you access unless they open the gate for you. This is something that can be irritating, but If they do lock the gate and don't let you in, you'll just charge them for that week and they'll get the point to be more careful and you can't be going back to the pool every week when they forget to unlock it. The first time, yes, as a courtesy, you can try to get back there and do it, but in the future, let them know that there's going to be a charge to return to the pool on another day or later in the day or they're going to just pay the service fee because you were there at their stop. You drove there, you parked, you got out, you had all your equipment in your hand. We couldn't get back there because the gate was locked. On a side note, I think that if they have a vicious dog that they have to put away every week and let you in and have the dog kind of locked up somewhere, that's an account that you probably don't want to continue doing because one day that dog will get out. And unfortunately, this has happened to many members of my group. This has happened to myself in the past. And this is something that it's going to happen if they have a dog that's a lock up every week while you get there. Someone's going to open the door. Maybe they're going to forget you're back there, let the dog out. You know, I've had a situation in this case where I had to go back to my truck for something. They let the dog out thinking I was gone already, and the dog was fairly vicious. It wasn't like a killer dog, so it didn't really cause any problems. But I realized after that point that I really don't want these accounts where the dog can attack me, and if the customer has to put the dog away, 
these things may happen. So I don't take any accounts where the dog is vicious and the customer has to lock it away just because there's going to be an incident eventually at some time or another. While I'm on the subject of dogs, I definitely think when the customer doesn't pick up the dog waste and it's all over the place and you're going to step in it, which I've done numerous times, it's really irritating when you step in it and you're walking and it's all over the deck and you got to get the hose and hose everything off. To me, the customer knows your service day and they should be pooping scooping or poop get the pooper scooper out and get the area cleared for you so you don't walk into any bombs and this is something of course you'll know on your route which which pools have dogs and where to step and watch out for but around the pool area it should be clear enough for you to walk around without you stepping on anything and you know getting it all over the place so to me that's another thing that the customer needs to do it's something that they overlook sometimes and it's not your job to be picking up the poop everywhere and you shouldn't need to walk gingerly around the pool while you're cleaning it or the pool area. So definitely something that you need to address with the customer. I would just let them know that uh, just a reminder, my service day is on Thursday and I noticed there was a lot of dog droppings or waste everywhere. And, you know, this is something that I would like to avoid stepping in it and getting it all over your deck and all over your property. So if you can have someone pick up the dog waste Prior to me arriving, that would be great. And these are something that the customer should do, and, and they should be apologetic about it, and they should make sure that the day before they send Junior out there to pick up all the dog waste for you. And if you're like me and you have some pools where the dogs like to swim, it's a really irritating when you clean the pool, you get it all dialed in, and then the customer opens the door, the dog comes running out. Of course, the dog's probably super friendly, which is usual case with these dogs that like to swim and it jumps right into the pool and it gets out and splashes you and then it pees on your tote you know these are the kind of dogs that that are fun but it's irritating when they do stuff like this so again you know the customers will pretty much know that the dog's going to make the pool messy again right after you clean it and I kind of like these accounts in one way because then they don't really have high expectations but in the other regard you know dog swimming in the pool is a big hassle with the chemistry and of course the pool doesn't look clean every week so for me I think I like dogs and I I really like fun dogs like this but in the case of a dog swimming and especially a dog that's in the pool while you're cleaning it this is something that you'll have to address with the customer and let them know that on your service day if they could put the dog away so that you can clean the pool without the dog getting in there that would be helpful but it's unavoidable you may leave and then later on in the afternoon the dog gets in there But this is something that happens a lot and it's something that you may need to address with the customer, especially if the dog hair gets out of hand and is clogging up the cleaner, the pump, the skimmer basket, and they may have to do something to prevent the dog from getting in there. It's really easy sometimes to do this. You just put a bench on the step area of the pool. Most dogs like to walk into the pool. So if you can block off the step area of the pool, the dog's not going to get in the pool at that point. So sometimes the customer may need to put like a bench right over the step area in front of the step area so the dog can't get in the pool. Sometimes dogs jump in the pool, but a lot of them just like to kind of walk into the pool and easily, it's pretty easy to keep them out by blocking off the step area. And one more last kind of irritant is when the customer pays you late. And I would say that in any given uh, business, you're going to have 10% that pay early, about 80% that pay on time, and then you have that 10% that pays late all the time. And then maybe it's a personality thing. Maybe it's a financial thing. 
But late payments are really irritating because you're accounting for that money, you're accounting for that payment, and when you have to float it out five or six or ten days sometimes, and maybe even a month in some cases, that's something that really affects your bottom line. You're expecting that money to come in. It's not there. You're accounting for it. So I think one thing that's really easy to do is just to account for 10% late every month in your budget when you're doing your monthly projection or budget for that next month. You definitely want to keep that 10% cushion every month so that when they pay late, it doesn't really affect you. But it's really irritating. You got to track the customer down, send them reminders, let them know that they missed the payment, whatever you know the situation is. It's just for you extra time and effort to collect something that should be paid because you're doing a service, you're there every week, you know, you're sweating out there in the summer, you're freezing out there in the winter, you're making their pool look great, and then they should respect you enough to pay you on time. So this is something, again, I think is a personality thing and sometimes a financial thing. But nonetheless, it's really irritating for us as service providers when they don't pay us on time. And I wish I had a better solution than kind of budgeting 10% of them being late. But it's really hard to hound customers to a point. And to be perfectly honest, you're really low on the I have to pay this person scale. You know, they have their mortgage, their car payment. They have other services, credit cards, things like that. And so you're kind of way down there at the bottom. You know, they're like paying all these things. And then finally they get down to the bottom. Like, oh, yeah, we have to pay our pool service company. So it's just kind of the nature of the business. You're not a priority to most customers when they're late. And again... The best solution is just to allow for a certain percentage of late payments every month in your business. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can find them on my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. Just click on the podcast icon. With over 1,100 podcast episodes, you should be able to find something to listen to there. And if you're interested in a coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.